My son is dead. Sometimes I even hear the noise that he made when he was having a seizure. Today, October 30th, is the seven-year anniversary of Reggie's death. <laughs> Anniversaries and holidays, if I were to put a visual to it, it's like the, the knife that's already in your heart is being twisted. And I know that that's true for everyone experiencing intense grief. As I share my story, I'm going to give you three tips that, that keep me going, that after seven years, I'm still here helping myself and helping others. Reggie was born May 5th, 1999, perfect. Uh, no medical problems, very happy, healthy. He was my difficult child. He never slept through the night. Um, but even everything about him was very normal in those first couple years. He was even advanced physically. He could swim by age two. He could ride a bike. He was walking at nine months. There was no indication for us to believe that there was something wrong with my son. In pre-K, they started saying, he won't sit still, he won't sit still, he can't learn because he won't sit still. And we went down this, you know, kind of doctor's appointments and things like that, and he was diagnosed with ADHD. But as time went on, the gap got bigger. It's like when he was three or four, it was just the inattention. But when he became five and six, it was like he was still like a three-year-old. He wasn't learning anything. And and that's when I started to, to realize that there was something bigger going on with him. I remember very distinctly the first time I heard that noise. December 24th, 2006, we were at a Christmas party and it got deathly silent. And all I could hear was someone screaming my name. And as I ran out, I saw my son on the floor seizing. And that noise was so distinct. I'm a nurse. I went into nurse mode. And of course, we got him to the hospital. Little did I know that that day would be the start of catastrophic epilepsy. My son would have up to 12 grandmas in a day, completely wipe him out. They were so intense. One day we were at the doctor's office getting a type of IV therapy for him. And he went into a seizure and I just went into my nurse trauma response and was caring for him, making sure his airway was open. And the strongest bone in his body, his femur, just snapped in half. I don't share my trauma to, to traumatize others. I share it to let you know that I have experienced intense pain. He, he never quite recovered from that, that femur break and you know, multiple hospitalizations, but I was caring for him. And um, we did, you know, all kinds of things with him, all kinds of therapies. And I truly believed that my prayer and my hard work and my looking for both medical and alternative treatments for him would sustain him and that I would have my bundle of joy forever. October 30th, 2016 was not quite a normal day but it wasn't an abnormal day. Reggie wasn't doing very well. His oxygen was running on the low side, but we, had, we have oxygen in the house. We 
had all of these, this medical equipment and supplies to care for him. And so that's what I did. And sometimes I beat myself up for not taking him to the emergency room that day. And that's part of my healing. I talk about in other videos, like how to get through that, that guilt. But when I knew he needed to go to the hospital, I called 911. I still didn't know that this was it. I sat next to him, oxygen on, waiting for the paramedics. And it's almost like he held on until they walked in the door. Because as soon as they walked in the door, they started CPR. And as you can imagine, as a mother, I just like disassociated. Like I would, it's like I wasn't even there. I was just watching them. And I remember the, I don't know how much time had gone by. It must have been a good amount of time. But the lead paramedic asked me, can we stop CPR? And I couldn't, I couldn't answer him. I could not answer him. So this was seven years ago. And, you know, follow my other videos about, you know, how to do controlled grief and how to process your grief, the day, the trauma around it. But my, my three things that I want you to remember today is I shared a very painful story. If you have experienced this kind of loss, the first thing is do not give up. I know that sometimes the pain is just too much. Sometimes it even feels like you want to hurt yourself or you want to go be with your child. Please, the first thing is don't give up. This is a complicated, difficult process to grieve this kind of pain. But if I can do it, you can do it. So the first thing is do not give up on your life. The second thing, and I talk about in a lot of videos, we have to feel the pain. And today I start my annual 45 days of grief where I'm just gonna let myself feel the pain. Anniversaries are hard. Holidays are hard. Acknowledge that and let it be. And then the third thing, in the grief of losing a child, I challenge you to truly address the spiritual conflict. Whether you believe in a God or you don't believe in a God, there is something after. And truly knowing what that is and connecting to that has been a, a true healing process for me. So don't deny it. Many, many people say, you know, I'm so angry at God. I don't, you know, not even going there. And that, that is a true emotion. I've been there. I'm there sometimes, even now. But figure that out. Don't give up on that spiritual relationship. I'm Christy Bundekamara. I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner, unfortunately an expert in grief, and I am now doing my second round of 45 days of grief. And so each week I will be giving practical advice on how do we grieve this kind of pain. Continue to watch, follow. You can see the videos from last year and uh, embrace this journey of learning to grieve and cherish your loved one.